0: Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, here we are. We are going through the New Testament in one year. We are in John chapter 8, a very interesting chapter. Opposition to Jesus is increasing. Now, what we've said about the Gospel of John is that there's no earthly genealogy. Matthew has an earthly genealogy. Luke has an, an earthly genealogy. John shows that Jesus is the one from heaven, from everlasting to everlasting, without beginning, without end. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us for a little while. So the Gospel of John talks an awful lot and shows an awful lot about the deity of Jesus, that Jesus is in fact God. And so the religious authorities, their hostility is building against Jesus, and it's building incrementally until he gets to the place of violence. It starts with them just giving him a hard time and uh, contradicting him, then being cynical, denial, insulting him, sarcasm, and then ultimately violence. Well, in John chapter 8, all of this begins with Jesus and a very famous account in the Bible, chapter 8, verse 1. It says, Jesus went out to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he went into the temple again, and all the people were coming to him, and he sat down and he began to teach them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, making her stand in the center, shaming her, bringing the woman. Now, if a woman was caught in adultery, there was a man involved as well, right? So where's the man? Well, they didn't bring the man, they just bring the woman, making her stand in the center, humiliating her. Jesus doesn't like you to humiliate people. Teacher, they said, this woman was caught in the act. Wow, so they walked in on it, apparently. She was caught in the act of committing adultery. In the law of Moses, he commanded us to stone such a woman. What do you say? And they asked us to trap him in order that they might have evidence to accuse him. Well, Jesus stooped down and he started writing on the ground with his finger. And when they persisted in questioning him, he stood up and he said this to them. The one without sin among you should be the first to throw the stone. Any of you don't have sin? Why don't you throw the stone? Some people say when he stooped down. This is pure conjecture, really. They say that he was writing down the sins of all of those people there. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, kind of something Jesus would do. He stooped down on the ground and continued writing. Hmm. And when they heard this, they left one by one, starting with the older man. Only he was left and the woman in the center. When Jesus stood up, he said to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she said, no, Lord, no one has. He said, neither do I condemn you. Now go from here and don't sin anymore. Well, this confrontation is going to really heat things up. The next thing that happens now as the, the, uh, Confronting Jesus, coming against him, coming against him in this whole idea of deity is, watch this, verse 12. Jesus spoke to them again, and he said, I'm the light of the world, and anyone who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. All right, kind of a simple statement. Uh, Verse 13, the Pharisees said to him, you're testifying about yourself. Your testimony isn't valid. So they're just arguing with him. Just arguing with him contradicting him. Now let's watch how this incrementally gets worse and worse and worse in what they're doing with Jesus. And then Jesus says in verse 14, even if I testify about myself, my testimony is true because I know where I came from, gets into a dialogue with him. The dialogue is basically going nowhere. So here's the next one. Now it's beginning to escalate a little bit. Verse 19, then they asked him, where's your father? Where's your father? Well, if you look at verse 41, what they said to him was, we weren't born of sexual immorality. We have one father, God. Wow. They were saying because of the virgin birth, they were saying that Jesus was born in adultery, born in sexual immorality. And the accusations against him, the cynicism, the things that they're coming against him with. Well, they asked him, verse 19, where's your father? And Jesus said, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you'd know my father. And he spoke these words when he was by the treasury, teaching in the temple. But no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. Well, it's going to come, and they're going to seize him. But see how it's escalating? First of all, they just sort of contradict him, get in an argument with him. Then they're being cynical towards him. Where's your father? You were born in adultery, you guy. Well, and now they're going to move on and actually move to denial. Uh, When we get to verse 33, Jesus is again dialoguing with them. And they said, We're descendants of Abraham, they answered him. And we've never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you'll become free? Well, Jesus, in the previous verse, he said, If you continue in my word, you're really my disciples, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And they said, we've never been enslaved. Well, that's just not true. They were enslaved in Egypt for 400 years, and now they considered themselves to be oppressed by Rome. And so they're they're in denial. They're just not even dealing with truth. They're not dealing with truth issues as they're interacting with Jesus. And and their ultimate goal is to condemn Jesus and to condemn him to death, to get rid of him from among them. And Jesus said, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. So if you haven't been a physical slave, you're, you're a slave to sin. Yes, you guys have been slaves. You know, why, why deny that? Why live in denial? Let's just deal with truth. We're not going to be able to get anywhere if we don't deal with truth. Contradiction, cynicism, denial. Now let's, let's move on and see what else begins to happen. Well, as uh, you go down into verse 42, Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you'd love me. <laughs> you see, saying that they were Abraham's descendants, this is the old religious trick of. What will make you righteous? Well, uh, what will make me righteous is that I have Abraham as my father. I'm a descendant of Abraham. I come from the family of Abraham. God made promises to Abraham. God loved Abraham. God did all kinds of things for Abraham. My grandfather was a Methodist minister. I used to go to Mass. I used to actually uh, go to Sunday school when I was a boy. I was an altar boy, you know, whatever it might be, uh, these kinds of things. So, you know, you can't trust in religion. You certainly can't trust in your parents' or grandparents' religion. You can't trust in the denomination that you were born in. They say that God has no grandchildren. You need to have a relationship with God for yourself. So, contradiction, cynicism, denial. Now they're going to insult him pretty bad. Verse 48 in John 8. Then the Jews responded to him, Aren't we right in saying you're a Samaritan and you have a demon? Man, now they're insulting him. (laughs) when I was in college in a logic class, a guy came in and he talked to us about debating. He said, if you're ever in a formal debate and you're losing the debate, he said, what you need to do is uh, call your opponent a name. (laughs) And he said, when you call your opponent a name, he said, "Uh, you... uh, you you won't win the debate, but you won't lose it either because it is just totally detracted. It'll totally derail the whole thing. It'll just go in a whole different direction. And so here they are. They, they're they out of ammunition. So what do they do? They insult. So what do we do? We do the same thing. We You know, when we're in a, some kind of disagreement with someone and we're not getting anywhere, uh, our side isn't winning, what do we do? Just call you a name. Just insult you. Well, they're they're digging at the bottom of the barrel now. Uh, verse 49, Jesus says, I don't have a demon. On the contrary, I honor my father and you dishonor me. I don't seek my own glory. There's, there's one who seeks it and judges. Truly, I tell you, if anyone keeps my word, he'll never see death. Wow. He'll never see death. Now, uh, we get to verse 52, and the Jews said to him, Now we know you have a demon. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Okay, so Jesus is talking about eternal life. And he said, well, Abraham, our father, died. And and you say, if anyone keeps my word, he'll never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets who died? Who do you claim to be anyway? Really just getting sarcastic with him. And Jesus said, if I glorify myself, my glory's nothing. My father, about whom you say he is our God, he's the one who glorifies me. You don't know him, but I know him. If I were to say I don't know him, I'd be a liar just like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Wow, Abraham rejoiced to see his day. When was this? This might have been one of these theophanies in the Old Testament. Uh, Perhaps when uh, the angel, it says that the Lord came and visited Abraham. The Lord came and visited him. Maybe, Maybe in Melchizedek, when Melchizedek the priest came and visited Abraham. So they're insulting him. And Jesus is saying, watch this. This is pretty wild what he says here. And the Jews said, you're 50 years old. You haven't seen Abraham. And Jesus said, I truly tell you, before Abraham was, I am. Wow. Jesus is, is claiming to be the one from beginning to end. And he's saying that Abraham saw him. So it must have been one of these theophanies. A theophany is a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. I don't have time to get into all of those, but again, look at Abraham when the angels come and visit him. Look at Abraham uh, when when Melchizedek comes and visits him, but he said that Abraham saw him because Jesus is from everlasting to everlasting, and so what's, uh, what's the escalation here? Just contradicting him, getting in an argument, being cynical, denial, insulting him, sarcasm, and now Verse 59, they picked up stones to throw at him, but but Jesus was hidden and went out from the temple. So they were going to throw stones. They were going to kill him. They were going to kill him. So what is it they're, they're hostile about? They don't like that Jesus is claiming deity. They don't like that he's claiming equality with God. And so they're coming against him. Uh, contradiction, cynicism, denial, insult, sarcasm and then violence. So uh, Bible and Daily Life, uh, find us uh, wherever you find us. Find us every day and wherever it is that you're finding us, Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. uh, Find us where you find us. Hey, let's continue through the New Testament in a year.